Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my wonderful guest for today is Carolyn Hauser. Carolyn is a German-trained naturopathic doctor, humanistic psychotherapist, and family constellations facilitator. She's also the author of the award-winning book, Blossom, Your Seven Steps to Sexual Healing, and the creatrix of the Pleasure IQ and Blissful Marriage Method. Carolyn hosts the bi-weekly show, Divine Unity, a show on love, sex, and spirituality, and is an internationally recognized speaker and teacher on the subjects of spirituality, relationships, emotional healing, and bonding-based lovemaking. She combines her knowledge about energetic healing and conscious co-creation to help couples go from feeling frustrated, stuck, and disconnected in their intimacy to feeling deeply connected, excited, and fulfilled so that they can feel whole and fully expressed in life and are able to create honeymoon feelings that last. Her work is based on the intersection of cutting-edge intimacy advice and practically applied quantum physics and biology and shows how each individual's authentic and true self is the source of one's own good, a place of unlimited abundance, creativity, courage, and joyful existence. Wow. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's wonderful to have you with us. And I'm super, super excited to be learning from you about these topics that I mentioned in the introduction. Now, (laughs) yes, Now, (laughs) since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I do love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? To me, it personally means that I, as an empowered woman, have learned to respect the masculine have um, learned to really respect it and revere it and have learned or am in the process of learning to create true partnership with it because I know that I am half of a whole. In, 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 in my world, the feminine and the masculine really make a whole, right? So I'm just, or the feminine is just a half of it. And obviously we all have the feminine and masculine within ourselves. It also means that I have done the work within myself to heal my inner masculine and am really good at flowing between my masculine and my feminine, depending on what's needed, right? In my business, I really need to step more into my masculine. In my romantic relationship, it's best when I know how to approach it or live in my feminine to have the best outcome for myself, the most fulfillment, and also um, have the most pleasant interactions with the people around me. Mm, I love that. And I love how you just started straight away with, with the importance of loving and revering the masculine. Because very often as, uh, my speakers talk about the importance of loving and revering the feminine, which of course is absolutely fundamental, but I love how you started with the masculine. Yeah, like, you know, because the empowered feminine truly knows, you know, how valuable her place is, is as the one half. And so there's nothing wrong with giving the other the space for the other half to who it belongs to, right? Like mm-hmm. we're not threatened anymore by the masculine or which the disempowered feminine very much is, right? Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's delve into this uh, a little bit more deeper, a little bit later on. Uh, be- mm-hmm. Before we go there, Carolyn, I would love to hear from you if you could share a challenge that you have faced on your path that's really helped you to activate sacred feminine power within you and, and on your life's path as well. Yeah, I think, you know, the it, my life really came to kind of like a crescendo in 2012. I have two children. My daughter at the, was six at the time, and my son was 16 months. So he was little, a little one. And um, if you're a mom and you're listening, you probably 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 relate that when you have little kids, you're just like so thrown into the dual mode. I didn't necessarily know that I was too much in my masculine, you know. But basically, what happened to me was that one one day, my husband at the time came home from work and he didn't think of anything bad or anything. I had already been feeling very sleep deprived and just very run down and just really felt like I couldn't deal with just dishes and diapers and being the backup person at home anymore. And I said to him, I, I can't do this anymore. I don't have the energy. And he was also, you know, very taxed because he was the, the single breadwinner and he was working 12 hours a day supporting our family. So we were both really strapped for time, energy and everything and so his response to me was well you wanted to be a mother and when he said that to me uh my inner child or inner self interpreted that as a pretty much a death sentence um I had a complete physical collapse it looked like a panic attack my kids were at home at the time we had a futon in the living room on the floor and I literally just fell onto the futon my kids were on top of me my my spirit my soul left my body i was hovering under the ceiling i looked down on myself i saw my kids on top of me crying and not understanding what was going on and even seeing them like that in that moment didn't didn't cause my soul to go back into my body which was very very scary because i love my children very much um but then something happened a voice said carolyn your work isn't done here. And with that, I was sent back into my body. And for an entire week, I was suspended in a state that you might you know, call enlightenment or it, everything just was really clear. I had no thoughts. Uh, I was very plucked into the universe. I would think of something that something would appear in my life. Like, let's say I needed a lemon. Um, all of a sudden, there fell a lemon from the tree right in front of my feet or something like that. So it it was really hard to distinguish whether I wanted something first or that something appeared and then I wanted it. So I learned a lot about energetic principles of the universe during that week, basically. I learned that, well, it was also a very musical experience. So anytime that I started going into a negative direction, the pleasant music that was kind of playing in my being went out of tune so basically what that taught me was if I can stay in a positive state of being my life works things flow um everything works out perfectly there's it's magic it's miracles happen and I also saw very clearly that part of the reason how I got had gotten myself into this low state of being a rundown state of being was because I had a lot of a lot of negative self-talk and negativity and um and so from, from that moment on, or, or what became clear is that we really need to cultivate a new type of intelligence. And my guides call it pleasure intelligence. 
So from that moment on, I really went into pursuit of pleasure, figuring out what, what true pleasure is, you know, not chocolate and sex and shopping, but true pleasure of fulfilling your destiny, of having true connection, all those things. And also starting to make decisions based on a feeling that things are right and good for me, like they're, they're, they're true for me which beforehand I had made decisions a lot based on what other people needed from me, wanted from me, what I had to do, what I should be doing, you know, very restricted. So um, that was, so basically that experience just really catapulted me into a trajectory of doing life very differently. And we're with a very, within a very short amount of time, my physical body healed, my relationships shifted and changed. Uh, my money situation changed, my living situation changed. Everything became um, tremendously better <laughs> from making that shift. Wow, yeah. that is so, so powerful, Caroline. Thank you for sharing about that. I mean, what an experience to go through, to, to feel your soul leave your body and then see yourself lying on the mattress with your kids on top of you. I mean, I can't even begin to, to, to relate to what that must have felt like for you. Yeah, and I mean, it happened all so fast. You know, I was very, obviously, it was very surreal. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very intense. It was very intense. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I would you would you please share a little bit more about, I mean, obviously, there was a hidden blessing in this incident and, and you already yes. started to open up to all, all the blessings that, that came into your life afterwards. But could you please share a little bit more about how these blessings are now supporting you on your journey? Yeah, so from that moment on, really, I went into the pursuit of pleasure and figuring out what that meant in my life, leading my life. Well, first of all, I started to explore why, you know, well, let me backtrack. So my state lasted for a week and then we got into a fight and I basically plummeted from paradise back into a 3d the 3d reality <laughs> and right. i was like well so then i was like okay if i was able to stay in that space for a whole week like what do i need to start doing so that i can stay there longer and longer and so the blessing was to realize that where our power lies is in um, doing things that contribute to our state of being right we don't have power over other people we don't have power over our order circumstances but we actually do have power over our own vibrational state of being. And so I started learning about energy just by, by coincidence. And then things and people came into my life that started make, explaining from a quantum physics perspective, um, kind of like what I was experience, experientially experiencing. And so the, the blessing was really to learn, to get a whole new education around energy, how energy works, that there's different vibrational levels and that we can do things that help us to, you know, either, well, there's things that we do that make it so that we're in a lower vibrational state of being. And there's things that we can do that help us be in a higher vibrational state of being. When we are in a higher vibrational state of being, life feels much better. Our body feels better. We're happier. Things flow, right? That, that kind of automatically happened to me and I couldn't explain it. And then I came across um, Dr. Um, David R. Hawkins, for example, and he has done a lot of research on, vibrational levels and calibrated things and measured things, states of beings like love and joy calibrate if we measure them at 500 and 600. Shame and guilt are the lowest vibrational frequencies. They, they 
they vibrate at 20 and 30. So I started getting the puzzle pieces to really what my work is now. My work is very different than what other couples counselors or couple people that work with couples do because I really approach it from a vibrational point of being and not from talk therapy or you know any kind of other modalities that are out there. So it really it was the turning it was definitely a turning point and um opened my eyes to these other realities. Mm. Fascinating. Now, now you talk mm-hmm. about the vif- different um, frequencies um, and, and vibrations of frequencies. H- how do you bring that practically into your work with couples? I would love to know more. Mm-hmm. Well, so the way that I see it is that we as human beings have basically four parts to us. We have the physical body, we have the emotional body, we have the energetic body, and we have the, our spiritual part being and so there's things that we can do in all these four planes or four and you know parts of us to help um, release negative things and bring positive things with the physical body it's around food I very strongly believe that the more we can move into a plant-based diet that has in, in my view plants have the highest vibrational frequency so when we mostly consume fresh uh, or lightly steamed fruits and vegetables fruits and vegetables and have a high plant um, living foods diet on a physical level we become of the highest vibration that we can come become Mm -hmm. Um, on an emotional level you know it has to do with releasing trauma and um, healing negative imprints that we have gotten from traumas and what I use to do that is family constellations, which is a process that helps to release trauma from the nervous system. And then there's things that I teach people that they can do for themselves to work with their nervous system. Most people in the Western world think that that when trauma happens, it's a psychological or like a mental illness kind of a situation. Mm. And while that's partly true, um, in my, from everything that I know about trauma, and you know, I've worked in this field for 20 years, it is much more an energetic um, situation where something happened in your nervous system and your nervous system basically got negatively impacted. And when you know how to, and your nervous system is in your body. So the more that you learn ways of working with your own body and working with your own nervous system, whether it's with breath or there's other body centered um, tools the more you can heal your nervous system so that the emotional and energetic kind of go hand in hand and the physical too, because when you move from a regular diet into a plant-based diet, uh, you can't suppress stuff anymore so well. So the lighter you eat, the, the lighter your skin in a sense, the thinner your skin becomes and the more you really feel your things, (laughs) the more you need to, you know, have tools to work with your emotions. And when you, and when you're in touch with your emotions, you are going to um, feel the energetics that are behind it. And then spiritual practice obviously is a very individual um, path for some people. It's spending time in nature for others. You know, it's a different like Buddhism or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what, what philosophy it is as long as you have a way of connecting yourself to a higher power and really um, learning to also connect to your higher self and, and, lead your life from from that place and oftentimes when we eat a diet that's um denser or heavier and when we haven't worked on our traumas and we're not when we've not worked on our bodies we kind of tend to live 
um, not completely in our bodies because our body is holds the trauma in a sense. So the more we work with cleaning out our body on a on a physical level and emotional level, the more we can also sense the connection to the vine. And again, this is just my experience, right? And um, anything that you're hearing, don't take my word for it. Like start being curious and investigate it. But I'm sharing with you what, what I have observed and what's worked in my life and in the life of my clients. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. That resonates very, very strongly with me as well. And I appreciate how you described it through the four um, different um, elements or components of our. And then, yeah. And then also, you know, for couples specifically on, um, well, it's actually on all levels, the way that we make love has a lot to do with um how we perceive the world actually. And I had no idea that this was so until I stumbled upon um, research about four years ago that showed that we as human beings have two programs for lovemaking. One, the one that we know that kind of leads to separation and accumulation of negative feelings towards each other. And the second one, the bonding-based lovemaking that leads to a deep bond and a way of staying in sweetness and seeing each other really in the best light that we can see each other and continue to do so while we practice over time, right? And so for couples specifically, that is one of the key pieces, but they won't be able to implement it until they work with all these other things. So it goes hand in hand. Mm, gotcha. Could you expand mm -hmm. a little bit more on the, on the concept of bonding-based love, lovemaking, and, and what does it entail outside mm -hmm. of the energetic matters that you described, diet and spirituality and emotional health? Mm -hmm. So I think when people get married, they, you know, there or most people that get married, they get married because they really want to create a, a union, whether it's a sacred union or just like a, a, a special union. But I think everybody, most everybody's intention is to create this deep bond with each other. And then what we find out is that over time, that does not happen. And partially the reason for that is because when we get married, it's a, it's a one-day event, and then we are not given tools that would actually create this kind of a bond. When we make love in a traditional way where we have orgasms, something happens in our brain um, specifically dopamine gets released and dopamine is a very addictive substance, which also puts us on a roller coaster. So um, a, any kind of addiction is kind of linked to the same neurochemical cycle in our brain. And for most of us, we do not know this and we might have a feeling of like, well, once people hear this and find this out, they can start seeing it. So basically when we have an orgasm, pretty much the moment after we feel like I'm done, I'm good, I don't want any more. We just think that's normal, right? That's called sexual satiety. And over time, we become biologically, well, we are biologically programmed to procreate as much as possible so that the species can survive, which is really not helpful to us wanting to create strong, sacred, bonded, deeply bonded unions. Hmm. It's a, it's a deeply ingrained subconscious program and an orgasm is obviously a huge reward system that's been, that nature has used to keep us doing that, <laughs> right? And so when I first talk about this, people go like, are you saying sex without orgasm? Uh, yes, but there is a second uh, hormone group that we have in our, in our brain, in our neurochemistry, that's a way gentler 
Um, it's it's not a it's not a high like an orgasm where you have a huge spike and then you come down. It's it's more of a um, it's a high, but it's a different kind of a high. It's caused by oxytocin, and so when you when you when you learn bonding based lovemaking, part of the the transition is to engage in behaviors that basically release a lot of oxytocin. And what happens is that over time, doesn't take very long. It takes a little bit of time for the brain to want to let go of wanting to have the dopamine, basically. Um, you start feeling very pleasant in your body. Things that were not um, physically pleasant to you start being extremely pleasant. And what we thought was super pleasurable, like an orgasm, kind of like starts paling to the amount of sustained good feeling feeling that you're able to generate between each other every day consistently, if that makes any sense. Right. So essentially it just plays with two different hormone groups and the, the art is to learn your learn enough about your own body so that you can learn to self-regulate. Mm, fascinating. That is, that mm -hmm. is really, really interesting. Um, and, and how do you then start the process of self-regulation? How do you learn to work with those two groups of, uh, uh, of hormones in a way that serves you the best in terms of creating that sacred union? It's a, it's a very individual journey depending on where a couple is. You know, some couples haven't had sex in like a long time. Some people have sex a lot and have a lot of fights. That's usually the two scenarios, either people that have completely given up on sex, but have stability and they have like companionship and so forth. There's no more drama or people that have still great sex, but also the drama that comes with it. And once they learn about this, they can put two and two together. Um, so it really depends on where a couple starts or there's new couples that find out about this. They have never had sex together and they want to not start it the wrong way. Right. Um, so there's very specific protocols that I give my clients depending on what their situation is, but the, the biggest, um, universal thing is to engage in a lot of, well, first of all, to have a schedule, a really good schedule, like you would, you know, with eating where everybody, like ideally, you know, that you connect for 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening or something like that. And you stick to that. And during that time, there's very specific things that you do um, in the beginning, it does not include in the course after like a two weeks or so you start with very gentle intercourse. Um, intercourse is very different. It's all about like learning to deeply relax with you, with each other, which um, those are basically the exercises that you give in the two weeks leading up before you actually start having intercourse, right? It's, it's more about really learning to breathe with, you, with each other. Um, eye contact, lots of um, generous touch, one of the things that is makes it work or makes or breaks it is really learning our intent behind touching. Most of the time we touch because we want to turn the other person on so that we can get sex. That's what we're used to. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, that's how it is. That's how we've done. That's how we've done intimacy. Most of us as adults, we don't get just loving touch without sex, right? It's usually part of foreplay or something. We don't just get generous, loving touch. So in the beginning, part of it, the learning curve is to learn and observe yourself. When are you grabbing your partner's genitals or doing something so that you, you can get something? And when and then to learn to put your focus or shift your focus from grabbing and wanting to simply just communicating love 
energy from your heart through your hands to your entire body through your kisses to your eyes to the other person so a lot of it is about shifting from a, a paradigm of lack where i'm out to get something into a paradigm where i'm here to give to the other person and when both people do that both receive tremendous nourishment and comfort through the touch and through the connection and through the kisses and through the eyes and everything and when when our nervous system gets saturated with that kind of loving comforting touch then it lets us move into intercourse where we also can stay in that space then and don't have to go for you know uh, something more in a sense mm, beautiful yeah i love that and um <laughs> isn't isn't there also something in terms of um um when we don't actually orgasm during during sex we are really truly nourishing our bodies and building our inner mm -hmm. reserves could you speak mm -hmm. a bit more to that as well yeah so energetically speaking we all have a plus and a minus pole and when we have when we have, have so um the if you think of our genitals and our hearts you know the um, woman's heart the energy flows into her genitals ideally from there the energy from her genitals flows to the man's genitals from his genitals it flows to the heart and it creates a circle or the other way around right it flows from his heart through his genitals to into my genitals up into my heart and then from my heart into his heart that's ideally how the energy goes when you and that's how it goes when you make bonding based love basically when we when we have regular sex that circle never gets created because the energy just stays stagnant between The genitals basically it just goes back and forth back and forth and then out down down out so there's never a circle that's that's created and and there's never anything that's generated it's just basically genital stimulation and then energy gets dispersed and most of you probably when you start observing this can see or feel the depletion that happens i know that when i started feeling really really depleted a few years ago after having orgasms and it's it's now still the same It's even gotten more pronounced, it, you know, because every once in a while it just, it happens, accident happens. And um, it's really interesting to see once you, once your brain has gotten used to this other way, how well you can feel, how different you feel. It's the same thing with like, you know, being used to drinking and then stopping drinking and then having a drink again and thinking like, oh my God, like, <laughs> wow, now I feel what this really feels like, you know, mm. things like that. Yeah. Mm, awesome. Well, that's like that's a whole journey to to embark on and to mm -hmm. walk with this really deep sense of reverence for yourself and for your partner as well, like a real commitment. It is a real commitment. In my opinion, this is the way that sacred unions are truly created um, on a daily basis. And it's really, you know, it's really overcoming the lower animal nature for better, you know, for better terms and stepping into the higher self or the, the highest version of yourself that you were truly created because, well, I believe that Mary Magdalene and Jesus, that they knew of this way of lovemaking, that they were, that's mm -hmm. how they were connecting. And that's why they were able to perform miracles because they just were so high powered because they knew how to generate this energy to, between themselves. And like I said, I believe that when the masculine and the feminine come together um, it's the most powerful force in the universe when we can be whole and at, at peace with each other. And I also believe that this knowledge has been hidden so that we are not, you know, because for the people in power, it's much more 
comfortable if we're all fighting each other and are separate and mm-hmm. not in our Yes, goosebumps all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and thank you for bringing in Jesus and, and Mary Magdalene because for so many people still consider um, or, or believe that there was there was no sexual union there, that they were not a couple in that sense. And as, as you say, this information has been hidden for such a long time to keep people in control and in check. So I love that you brought that into this as well. Yeah. And that's where the shame and guilt comes in, right? Like the Catholic Church, for example, has used shame and guilt to separate us from our sexuality for, for I don't know how many thousands of years, right? And as we just learned, shame and guilt are the two lowest vibrational frequencies that yeah. we could put upon ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Once you start to understand this little, well, massive nuances, that the bigger picture just starts to make sense and, and kind of the stuff that you grew up believing and learning about, it just no longer makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what we're seeing at the moment with this massive transition on our planet is the crumbling of these systems, belief systems, the structures, all of that. And I think more and more people are going to intuitively be gravitating towards the kind of sacred union and and bonding-based lovemaking that you are so beautifully describing here. I sure hope so. (laughs) <laughs> because I, I believe it's the I believe it's the key to creating paradise, you know. And I believe that we can all live in paradise now. We don't have to wait you know, till a later date. We can have it now. Yeah, absolutely. Amen to that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, you've shared so much information and so much wisdom in such a short amount of time with us, Carolyn. Would would you please let us know if our listeners wanted to work with you and find out more about you? How would they find you? The best way is to go to my website, which is just my house, my 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 house or my my name, <laughs> carolynhauser.com. And um, on that website, there you can apply, you know, to have a conversation with me. There's also resources, free resources. I have a free mini course and a, a free training on kind of like the five shifts that I help couples go through to really step into this lifestyle. Yeah. And I have a YouTube channel also, which is also just my name, Carolyn Hauser. Okay. With lots, beautiful. lots of free resources on, on these topics. Fantastic. And did you have a specific gift for our listeners or is it part of the free gift, freebies on your website? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they go to my website, the, the specific free gift is the five shifts to creating a, a blissful marriage audio training. That's right on there. Beautiful. I love that. Um, Carolyn, is there anything that is intuitively arising for you that you would still like to mention and share with our listeners? Yeah. Um, you know, when, like I said, when I, when people hear this for the first time, it can feel quite overwhelming, especially if you're a woman and you're like, oh God, you know, like to me, this sounds somewhat like sensical, makes sense. How am I ever going to sell this to my husband? You know, how am I ever going to like get him interested in something where there's no orgasm involved? Um the, the the what I say to the guys specifically is to just give give it a little give it be open and give it a chance because you're gonna end up with making love every day in the morning and the evening if you go this route. And usually that's enough for them to start being open and at least uh give it a chance, you know, to look at it and and see if it makes sense. Hmm. 
Yeah, because it is a, it is a very drastic paradigm shift, right? It is. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I don't want to down, downplay that, but it's absolutely worth exploring. Mm, and absolutely essential, probably as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we want to have unions that last, and if we want to end the the deterioration, you know, like I came across this work because my uh, I couldn't stand seeing one relationship after the next just starting out great and then deteriorating and deteriorating and and it's like no, I'm not I'm not willing to go that route anymore. I have to find out why this is happening. Mm. I'm not accepting this reality, you know. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Caroline. You have really shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom and 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 tips for truly starting to to live in sacred union and and create, as you say, paradise on on earth very quickly. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you being on a, a guest on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Mm. Now, everybody, let's just for a moment focus our intention on this inspiring energy, this powerful energy that's been activated. And imagine sending this energy to everyone and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also heal. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here.